Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi B, Talk of the Town, the most important podcast in the world. I had another good one for a good title for this the other day. I wish I'd written it down. People, I should drive around with a little pad of paper, and sometimes I will, and then you just leave the pad of paper everywhere. So, you know, that doesn't work either. Although, I do come across like an old journal once in a while, and it'll be such a tre- treasure trove of. Um, nonsensical, no, not, not even just like non-linear information. So it'll be like a grocery list and then it'll be like a legit journal entry. Then it will be, you know, a list of like my measurements and, you know, like my diet plan or whatever. And it's always pretty much the same in terms of like, this is what I'm doing, you know, no more carbs. And, uh, you know, it'll, you know, maybe like, you know, no alcohol or alcohol only one day a week or, you know, all these kind of, um, bold promises, you know? And I guess I would say to my past self, future self, current self, it's okay. Take it easy, girl. Um, it's good to reevaluate and make a plan. It makes you feel better. And even if you, for like a month, are pretty diligent or maybe, you know, you're good for like four days and you screw up and then you go back. It's all good, you know? And that's what's tricky about when you go to lose weight or like start a new healthy regime is like you do a lot of things at once. So it's hard to know like what was the most effective, you know, you're like, well, I'm drinking a lot more water and I'm exercising, but I'm also not eating bread. And, you know, so you're doing all these good things. It's hard to put your finger on like the one thing. You know, if you were being very scientific about it, you'd be like, what is the best exercise? Let me, you know, uh, make my hypothesis and, you know, introduce some variables, but no one's doing that. You know, um, speaking of exercise, this is why I got on here during quarantine. I stopped doing Pilates and I didn't even participate in the virtual classes because I just, I didn't want to. And also every time I got on the floor, my puppy would like go bananas and be all over me. So it was just kind of like, didn't work out, but instead I would go for walks and that was kind of like my, my main exercise. That's when Daisy was still alive. So you could like do several walks a day between the two dogs. Um, so today I've been going to the 1.5 classes. So like not the easiest, but not the hardest, but like in between. And today's class was so hard. I was getting like actually mad at the instructor. You're like, God, what is your problem? Why are you doing this? Why is this so hard? You know? And like having to like take a break and I'm sweating. I'm, you know, puffing through my mask. And, but my anger is like so irrational. I'm so mad at her in those moments. She's like, what are you doing? If I wanted to work this hard, I'd go over to the daily method. Now, come on. Pilates is supposed to be hard, but it's like doable and kind of fun because you're using like all these like straps and stuff. And she's kind of like one of the scarier instructors. This one, I'm not going to say her name. This one woman. And um, so she's like talking pretty fast. So you're like, oh my God. You know, like hurrying up to, to keep up. And then also she does a thing where she does something with her voice like, and, you know, like you think it's going to be the last one, but it's not like not even close. You know, she'll be like, and again, and five more, 
you know, but not even like she never even gives you a countdown. So you're like, how many, how many, it's too hard. Um, so I know that I'm going to be very, very sore tomorrow. Um, and I'm already really kind of beat. So that's hard, you know, cause I like to be like, uh, rejuvenated by a workout, but yesterday Zumba too kicked my ass people. I th- so really it's probably not the workouts problem or the instructors. It's that I am so deconditioned. And I said to the instructor, I said, that was hard. And she didn't know who said it because we have masks on and she's like, Oh, too hard. And then you don't want to be like, yeah, too hard. But I was like, well, this you know, harder than the other ones I've been taking lately. And then she's like, well, did you work out over break or over the quarantine? And I said, no. And she's like, well, there you go, fatty. She didn't call me fatty. But um, so that's that. In other news, we're supposed to travel next week. And, um, you know, there's this travel ban has all the like rule followers, including myself, the rule followers of the world kind of like, ooh, well, like what's going to happen? And my mom called me yesterday and she's like, well, what about this $500 fine? I'm like, mom, what do you think they're going to be doing? Like stopping at the border? Like, oh, excuse me. Oh, what, what were you doing in Wisconsin? Oh, $500 fine. You know, there would be a huge backup at the border. Also, I mean, a little bit, you're like, this is America, right? I mean, you're allowed to like go places. I'm not saying I'm going to turn into some like non-mask wearing weirdo. I'm just saying that would be hard to enforce and whatever, you know? So then in the same breath, Ray, who's always kind of a worry war, is like, you know, the numbers are going up in Wisconsin. Do you feel good about going? You know, and you're like, well, I did feel good. But now, you know, like this is what happens. He like plants these seeds of doubt. And so I, I didn't take the bait, you know. And then later I said to him, so do you not want me to go? He's like, well, no, I know you're still going to go. I'm like, then what was the point of that? You know? Oh, well, you know, because I, of course I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I mean, like every time I go do something, I'm like, ah, ah, was it okay? But then you look around and people are like living their lives. You see huge groups of kids together. And then he just sent me this thing about, you know, an exposure of, a, you know, a friend's child was exposed. So they're quarantining at home. They went and took a test and it's 16 days for the test turnaround. And I'm like, well, is the child sick? No, you know, so then, so then you're like, like in a constant state of quarantining just in case. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do guys. Um, you know, in one breath I, you're like, you know, like I went to the Elm the other night and the people I saw, like they, they were like hugging, you know, including my group. And then you're like, ah, oh my God, am I hugging? So then I tried to do like, like to be funny, to do like a bow, like, Hello. Hello, group. I'm bowing to you. And my friend, my one friend, she's kind of fancy, okay? And I think she thought I was mocking her, but I wasn't. I was trying to be funny, like, you know, how do we greet people? And they're like, ah, you know, like, kind of like, like brush it off, like, get over here, give me a hug. And you're like holding your breath practically. You're like, oh my God, you know? So I just don't know, guys. I mean, what was it that I went to St. Joe's two weeks ago? I mean, so far, so good on that. I mean, you just wonder, like, if you tested every single person, what percentage of the population would be coronavirus or COVID positive, but showing no symptoms? It's really, really tricky. Um, Okay, so I will add to this later. Talk to you in a little bit. Bye. 
Okay, guys, it's, I'm back. Part du. Part du. I'm walking the dog. And as you know, it can be very hairy when I walk the dog. I was getting very upset with the dog the other day. Stella, come on. Oh. So what she does, she's so funny. She's just is like, you know what, I'm just going to lay down. And, you know, she's like 60 pounds, you guys. And I use a prong collar. And so you don't want to be like, you know, ripping it out of her neck. But also you have to say, let's, let's go. So, um, you know, we're in dog obedience. And she does pretty well. And Ray comes with me, but Ray just like observes. And I think, I feel like the, the, those, the lesbian women that teach the class, they must look at us and be like, who does, it, who does this guy think he is? Just making his wife do all the dog obedience. Um, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully Ray's looking like he's paying attention during the class. I have definitely seen him on his phone and I thought that was rude. Um, but I'm not here to make a scene. And you know, there's not really that many things that we do together. Marriage is, can be a lot of things, you know, like the other day I went out to dinner, I went to the Elm with some people from high school and the table really represented like all kinds of different phases of life and marriage. So, you know, my one friend, she went through a terrible divorce where the guy like shook her down bad, you know, like she gets no money. And then, um, the other two gals at the table are like, you know, I regular married. <laughs> and I would say that I'm like honest about like marriage and life. And I feel like marriage for me is not so much about being a couple, but more about like being a family. And, you know, there, there are times I wish that that were, that, that were something else, you know, that, that my, that our relationship was like more vib- vibrant and dynamic, like between the two of us. Um, but I'm thankful for all the other things that that we are, and so that's what I focus on. You know, that we are raising these kids, and they're turning out pretty well, and that's something to feel proud of, and that's worth sticking it out for. You know, and I think that so one of the people at the table who happens to be a male has never been married and you know he's dear to me like a friend from for a long time but he definitely would be like an example of you know kind of like Peter Pan syndrome he is in a position where he doesn't have to work but it's but it's not like shepherd from southern charm um where i, I you know he actually it is kind of like shepherd from southern charm where he does what he wants, you know, but, but he's not like super duper rich where I think he could, you know, take on a wife and a family or he doesn't wish to do that. So for someone like him, like he's still kind of like in the romantic slash, you know, dating segment of relationships. And he was saying with horror that somebody he knew that was also going through a divorce was he and his wife had not had sex for a couple years and that they slept in separate bedrooms. And, you know, the no sex part is a bummer for sure. But I'm here to tell you, there's plenty of people that have gone through periods where they haven't had sex for years or maybe never, you know, like it happens. And then the second part of that would be the separate beds. Well, my sister and Danny sleep in separate beds because he snores. You know, there's plenty of people that sleep in separate bedrooms. My parents do. So I can remember being younger and I had, was, it was right when I became a teacher, but I was married. 
Um, so I was like probably 26 or 27 and I was teaching an OPRF and there, the people I was working with were older and they were wonderful people. I am always talking about how fortunate I am to be a teacher because you have the influence of these older women. And for, you know, in this department, there was also an older man who's my friend, Bill Boulware is his name. And not the Bill Boulware who's gay that's on the Sissy Squad Bridge, if you're wondering. Different Bill Boulware. So, anyways, one of the ladies, she's like, I'm going to my going to my parents' cottage for a month as as soon as summer school's over. And so she was probably at that point, like late fifties. And I was like, What about your husband? And she's like, Oh no, he stays home, he's working. And I, I like in that moment I was like, What? You know, like you're going to go away from your husband for an entire month. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, Won't you won't you miss him? And she almost laughed. You know, she's like, Oh, I mean, I could tell she was like thinking, like, that's cute. Like you're being cute right now. Um and I don't remember what her response was, but you know, she was kinda like, Oh yeah, well yeah. And then there was another woman with an earshot who is divorced. And you know, she was sweet too. Like they, they like they let me have it. They weren't you know, they weren't like here, listen up, Heidi. You know, the rest of the world is, is not, it's not all, you know, candlelight dinners and back rubs, okay? Um, so, but now, I, I can, I get it. Like, I plan on having a women's travel group. And as Bridget said, leave the fellows at home. Because I'm just here to have a good time with my ladies. And then when I want to do, you know, if going out for a beer with Ray or, um, a, you know, a couple's dinner, I'm up for that. Or, you know, going out as a family. But I am comfortable just just doing what I do. You know, you know, as the kids like to say, you do you, boo. And um, I, that's what I'm doing. What I am also doing right now is being really tired from that Pilates class. Holy shit. Um, I just walked around LaGrange because I was just, like, loving the freedom, honestly. Like, I dropped Greta off. And I was like, well, let me go shopping and... I couldn't find anything in Jane, which is a shocker. You know, some people don't like Jane because they say it's too matronly. But I like Jane over Vintage Charm because Vintage Charm has like Daisy Dukes. And I'm like, you know what? Get the fuck out of here with those Daisy Dukes. You know, we are grown ass women. I guess probably some girls, like not girls, but like high school age girls might shop there. But uh, as a parent, I'm not too pumped about spending $68 on a pair of cutoffs, you know, I'll do it. Okay. But, uh, you know, we're, we're hitting target for the kids first and then, you know, maybe a special occasion or if they had like a gift card or something, we'll, uh, do something more expensive, but more expensive is reserved for me. Oop. I got to go. Cause there's all these dogs coming up. Bye. Hello, people. This is Heidi B. Talk of the Town, August 3rd. It is 2.50. I'm picking Greta up from something. I'm late. You know, she's going to be like, Mom, please come get me. Where are you? You know, and you're like, geez, Louise, everybody, can you just give me five seconds? But the reason I'm running late is because someone just kind of like cold called my studio and took three paintings, like big ass paintings. So hopefully she'll keep them all. I don't know if you knew this, guys, but you can try them out.
try out a painting, see how it feels. And um, my best customers a lot of times are people that are moving into a new house or a house that's been like newly painted and fresh and awesome because their their vibe is contemporary. It's a little harder when you're putting something, you know, into a very like lived in home unless like it's already got like an eclectic vibe. You know what I mean? But um, I cannot believe how fortunate I have been during this pandemic time that people are buying so much art. Every time I like kind of think like, oh, now I'm, now I'm fucked. I'm out of money. You know, not, I'm not, and just so you guys know, like not like out of money, but like tight, real tight. Then like something amazing will happen and somebody will buy a painting. Like I just shipped off a painting to Oregon. The other day a woman came up to my space. She bought two small paintings. I mean, it just, it does give you pause. It makes you think like, what if you were like open? What if I just was there all the time and working? But that would be very stressful to to replace a teacher's income with just that. And, you know, teaching is like my pension and everything else, you know. And as so many people in the world will tell you, you know, teachers, just, you know, fat, lazy teachers collecting their zillion dollar pensions. I mean, I guess, you know, but also they start at like 30 grand a year. So can, can everybody just take skip a beat, take a breath? give teachers a break. Okay. Um, that said, whatever the world brings me in terms of remote, non-remote, I'm ready to deliver quality education. And I taught some kids yesterday in my space and it made me miss kids. I thought maybe I like didn't like kids anymore, but, um, turns out I still do. So that's good. Um, something that I forgot to touch on the other day is Uh, A habit I'm trying to break is doing too many things in a short period of time. I attribute this like sickness to cram it in from waitressing. Because when you're waitressing, you you could accomplish a lot in 30 seconds. You know, you're going to like enter an order, get all your drinks, you know, get a bread basket and, you know, run somebody's food, right? And so that same mentality works for... Oops. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, works for what I'm talking about now. You know, you're like, I have five minutes. I mean, I, I certainly can drop off this artwork or whatever in five minutes. But then you're, you know, then you're late to Pilates and you're like cursing at some, you know, old person for driving too slow. You're like, let's go, you loser. You know, and it's like, that's not cool. I mean, that, I know that person can't hear me, but how often am I driving around calling people losers? A lot. And then, you know, you go into Pilates, you're getting the stink eye from the instructor because you're late. And it's not really her fault. And just now, I'm smushing it in, but this is for a good reason. I mean, I'm trying to make a sale here. Um, and I'm behind this complete piece of shit conversion van. And um, when Ray and I lived in Brookfield, it was almost like you moved into your house and they're like, okay, um, here's the keys to your house and here's the keys to your conversion van. And we would joke around that we needed to get one, you know? And then Greta and my kids were always like admiring the conversion vans because they had such accoutrement as uh, curtains. And sometimes they had like kind of like a second story area. And 
Greta said that she wished she had a car, a, uh, a car with curtains. And then I had a babysitter who was named Francesca. And I was doing a, I don't know, like an 11 week maternity leave at Proviso East. And the money was really good. And I was trying to get back in the game. So I was like, all right, well, you know, what do people do? They, they hire somebody to watch their kids. So she had like a super decked out conversion van and she was so, she like was so sassy and I paid her a lot, like 15 bucks an hour or something, you know, and this is 14 years ago. And, um, we, we parted ways with her towards the end of my teaching time when my kids said that they went to her house uh, during the time we were that she was supposed to be babysitting and that her brother had really big muscles and I was like what the what you know what, what, what are we talking about really big muscles you know I, I don't want my daughter to see anyone's really big muscles unless they're like her dad's or, or like an action figure um, okay Greta's about to come to the car so I'm going to hang up and I will smell you later bye gang